All right, welcome to a, another episode of Inappropriate Earl, where we interview people from the world of uh, acting, uh, musicians, pro wrestlers, uh, UFC fighters, uh, pornographers, um, really anything uh, in between all those, uh, pro athletes. Uh, today, we have uh, a dear friend of mine, uh, one, uh, and she's got a hit TV show on the Sundance channel, uh, but that's not why she's on. Because I love this woman more than life itself. Uh, please, we're going to get right into it. Please put your hands together for the legal diva, Loredana Neshi. Woohoo! Big Earl. My God, I can't believe that that it, intro was amazing. Well, I, I, it's going to go all downhill from here. And uh, oh God. And are these the Warriors' glasses too? No, oh. no, those are my. But I did bring Warriors' jacket that he gifted to me long, long, long ago. And I'm going to hold it throughout yeah, the interview. Yeah, you're holding it very, uh, you know, weirdly. Like a blanket. No, no, this <laughs> is. Like, yeah, it is like a blanket. It's like your little security blanket. This is like Linus's security blanket. Right. I'm taking that home with me. Oh no, I know. <laughs> I mean, this is like, you know, and. and it's a timely interview. Yes, unfortunately, it is. you're the first person who told me he died over Twitter. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what the hell is Big Girl talking about? R.I.P. Ultimate Warrior. And I want to be respectful because he, you know, he's got a family, beautiful wife, and uh, two yes. amazing daughters. Yes. You know, the name of the show is inappropriate, Earl, but uh, this man was like my childhood. Right, like you a know. surrogate father to you. Well, in a weird way. Uh, and you actually knew him well. Yeah. You knew him as Jim, not Warrior. Although I used to make him act like Warrior. <laughs> now, how did your paths cross? That's a good question, big girl. That's a good question. Well, I hope there's a good answer. Of course. So, um, I was uh, meeting a friend at Gold's Gym in uh, Hartford, Connecticut. I think it was considered Hartford, Connecticut back then. And it was on the Berlin Turnpike. If anybody knows Connecticut, they know what the hell I'm talking about. And um, I was meeting a friend there because I was doing my first show. You know, I had competed in fitness and I started out with a, a bodybuilding contest way back in the day when I was still in college. I was just a little young deer at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a hard time believing you were ever just a little young deer. Anyway, so I saw this limo out in the front of the gym, and I didn't really think anything of it. And I walk in, and it was a two-level gym, and I'm looking around trying to find my friend. I couldn't see her. I looked down into the second level because you can peek down. There was like a loft, and I saw this large man, <laughs> this large man doing lap pull-downs. And I thought to myself, that man looks like the ultimate warrior, but without his face paint on. So I went downstairs because I was still looking for her, and I, and I was going by him, and he stopped, and he said hi. And I said, you know, you look like that guy, the ultimate warrior, without, but without face paint on. And he said, that's because I am that guy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he introduced himself as, as Jim. And he asked me if I was going to go to the show, the the WWF show. Right. Can we get sued for saying that? Uh, no. Because no, I know there's... No, no, I'm just telling a story. No, no, I know. Yeah. But I know uh, they, they they are listening to this podcast. Oh, of course. Or do they really? Okay. Oh, absolutely. All right. Of course. Because they have to monitor you. Well, I had um, Dolph Ziggler's brother on. Oh. And, and 
Do you know who Dolph is? He's like one of their newer stars. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. I've and, been out of touch lately. I mean, it's not the same, but right. I don't want to interrupt the story too much. Right. But long story short, they we talked about some inappropriate wrestling things. Oh, gotcha. And his brother was like, hey, man, you know, they heard the podcast. You got to. Really? You know, you're somewhat representing me. Wow. And I represent them. Okay. Well, we better be careful. So, uh, WWE. Right. WWE now, formerly WWF. And I said, no, I do not have any tickets for the show. And he goes, well, we're going to have to get you some tickets. I want you to go outside, go talk to my limo driver. His name is Wendell, who I still talk to to this very day and who cried to me from Boston because of Warrior's death. So... I went outside and, and he said, get as many tickets as you want. So I went outside, I got four tickets and then I thanked him and then I left. And, um, at the show, I could not get anybody to go with me. Can you believe that? No one came with, I went by myself. I was so pissed. I, I, so I went there by myself and I, I sat in my seat and enjoyed the show. Out came Wendell. I'm like, Oh, hi Wendell. Thanks for the tickets. He's like, what, what happened? Nobody came with you. I go, no, I tried. It was two last minutes. So I said, F everybody, you know, I'm just going to go myself. So I was like, all right. So we went back into the dressing room, wherever the hell he was going. And I just was watching the show again. Then he came back out. <laughs> and uh, I go, hey, Wendell, what's up? He goes, listen, Warrior wants to know <laughs> if you want to hang out after the show. I bet. <laughs> Talk to me, Warriors. <laughs> So um, I thought about it and, uh, you know, it was getting late and uh, I go, well, just for a minute or two, if he wants to go grab something to eat or something. Or something. Or ju- I just, <laughs> sorry. Well, no, I know how pro wrestlers are. I mean, listen, you are a beautiful woman. Oh, thank then, you. Then, now, and, and all points in between. So I'm sure M- Mr. Warrior was uh, attracted to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyway, um, I thought it was a little strange because, you know, I don't know. Then I thought, now thinking back on it, I'm wondering if he, if Warrior thought that I went there by myself on purpose. Oh. But it really wasn't on purpose. It wasn't like I went there alone hoping that, you know, I would be alone, (laughs) you know, to be alone with, you know, him. I don't know what, you know, now thinking back on it just dawned on me. But um, I really couldn't get anyone to go, and we did hang out after the show. Okay. And that's what started our, you know, acquaintance, we'll say. Well, for sure. Right. And, you know, I think David, he might have thought you were uh, not a groupie, but, you know, I'm sure rest, I think they call them rats in the business. Uh Uh, uh, I don't know uh, why that term is, maybe it rhymes with mats and... Uh, but you are anything. You are so far from being a groupie. You're too no. with it and yeah. too smart. But I'm sure these guys come across a lot of beautiful women. And sure, it, of course, and, of course. And I'm sure you know Warrior could have been with anybody he wanted. But at the time, he was married. Well, I, that uh, to these guys, I, I'm not. He might have had the moral turpitude to uh, not act on his uh, sexual. Uh, yearnings to you but i think a lot of those guys uh might have well i didn't say he didn't right and i didn't either <laughs> and i'm not asking i don't these I, right you know the warriors want and you 
Yeah. Or one of the, uh, but if you want to, you know, let out any tidbits. Uh, About him? Well, well, not necessarily, uh, you know, I respect him too much, but, uh, you know, I mean, I can't believe any man would pass on, you know, trying to make a pass at you. Okay. Yeah. He, what was, he funny? well, what happened was, um, I don't know how, but we wound up back at his hotel room. I can't remember what the hell happened. I can't remember if we went to, I can't, I think we went to get something to eat. I couldn't eat. I told him because I had my show the next day and he's like, I can totally tell that you work out. Yeah. <laughs> And it, and I had my my um my little bikini, you know. I just picked it up from my friend, and and uh, he was like, "Oh, you have it on you. I, you know, why don't you put it on? I'd love to see you posing. I'd love to see what you look like for tomorrow." That was his gimmick. Yeah, what a line. But you know, but me because I'm so freaking naive. I'm saying to myself, "Wow, I have this opportunity." To show him who's like the ultimate body. He did have a great body. Of course. I said to myself, let me see what he thinks. I did. So I'm, this is what I'm thinking because I was very flattered. I'm like, really? That's really nice of you. Because he was telling me he was, you know, he had gone to chiropractic school and he was just like really looking at me symmetrically all, you know, this I was bet. not bullshit. You know, he, we were having an intelligent conversation about my body and, and listen that is a hell of a conversation so, no where i was wendell in the room as well no uh, of course not. <laughs> i know this wrestlers are into some freaky things no 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 wendell was not in the room but anyway yes that's um that's how much i'll give you so that's far. enough that's enough <laughs> i think the the listeners can appreciate um you know uh, an imagination of uh, course and let them go where it is and the final image of that story will be uh, you in a uh, posing bikini and uh, Warrior, uh, probably frothing at the mouth, I'm guessing. Warrior thought that I was going to win everything hands down. <laughs> like, or hands oh up. God, right. right. <laughs> Among other things. You know, what's funny, though, I have to say, as I'm telling you this story, I'm kind of choking up, you know, because... Um, well, I don't want to make you sad. I mean. No, but, you know, it is sad, though. Think about it. You know, he, he was um, he was quite a person. It's really a shame. You know, some people hated him. Some people loved him. Some people just didn't understand him. But it's sad because he was a father. Oh, it's, yeah, I mean. You I know, and, and a husband, and I feel for his family, and I'll never, ever forget the chance that I had. And, and he was, you know, even after our encounter, um, you know, the, the, the posing, yeah. <laughs> the posing, um, you know, we maintained a friendship. He, he, he'd written letters to me. I brought his jacket with me. He, one time I was hanging out with him, uh, <clears throat> I believe it was in Boston and, uh, I, you know, we went and I saw him and he was wearing this, this jacket that you're, that you're seated next to I'm and clutching onto like right, a baby. Right. And I told him, you know, I'm like, wow, I really love your jacket. That's a great jacket. And he said, you really love it. I go, yeah. He goes here, it's yours. Take it. I mean, he was a very generous and sweet person. And I knew a side of him that, you know, maybe not too many people knew. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, like I was telling you before we started, my friend used to be his entertainment attorney for a little bit, and I saw that the warrior was doing an autograph signing right by my house on Sunset. There's a weird record store up on Sunset. <laughs> right. They they do, like, uh, thrash metal uh, signings. Like, 
but uh, they had in the window Ultimate Warrior signing, and I guess his manager owns the store. So I, I was last in line, about 300 people. Really? His manager owned the store? Yeah, uh, like maybe about two years ago. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was his current manager. Yeah. Uh, and my, I said to my friend Jeff, he's like, hey, do you think good idea to meet him? He's like, ah, you don't really want to meet him or all. He's, he's kind of an interesting guy. And, yeah. Uh, he can be a kind of somewhat of a dick. So I, was, I had to meet him. I go there. I'm last in line praying that no one sees me in this line of course i see about 10 people walking by to clubs and hey earl what are you doing here oh just picking up a record (laughs) right and uh so i get up there long story short it's about midnight there were so many people there and uh literally they're like all right man you're the last one get up there and uh walk up the stairs i've never been so nervous in my life and he's in he's at the top of the stairs in his full ring gear right you know looking amazing right and he's like, Earl, nice to meet you. I'm right. A warrior. And well, he was a professional. Hey, but he, you know, I, I, you know, I'd heard the stories. I think we all probably had that he's a little off, you know, from the standpoint of aggressiveness uh, at times. Yes, I've seen a couple of times when um, he he was a little pissed off, and um, but anyway, I want to remember the positive. Oh, for sure. And he, I, the whole point of my story is. He couldn't have been any nicer. You know, I, I do want to share a couple more things about him because um, it, I think it's hilarious. When I um, when I first moved from Connecticut to California, um, I had written the warrior telling him, look, or I had called him. I said, look, you know, I, I'm driving out to California. I'd love to stop by in Arizona and see you, you know. And when I got to California, you know, it was cr- crickets. He never responded nothing i was so pissed so when i'm in california i was house sitting this house in laguna niguel i write him the nastiest letter i'm like i can't or i i can't remember if i wrote him a letter or if i i i called him but i said the nastiest things i'm like you're such a you know blah 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 and um then i come home i i'd worked out come home i got this uh this message on my home phone from him, like all like pissed off at me saying, what, you know, why, da, da, da. you know, I can't believe you're mad. And I had said a really, you know, the things that I said, I will not repeat. And, um, so we get on the phone and we had like a two hour conversation and the, and I was talking to him about the time that he was going to change his, he told me I'm going to change my name from James Hel- Helwig to warrior and that was for a legal strategy because at the, the time, correct, at the time he was warring with um, Vince, Vince, you know, over the name and the use and blah, blah, blah. And I guess he had, he had said to me, he had confided to me that as a lawyer recommended that he change his name legally to Warrior because look, if your your name is Warrior, you got to freaking use your name. That's and great. I thought it was brilliant strategy. I'm like, yeah, totally go for it. But in that conversation, he told me, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I had called you and your father answered your phone. I go, what? And it all made sense. What? He goes, your father told me to stay away from you. So my father maybe changed the whole, you know, course of my life. Because, right. you know, he wanted to, me to go and visit, you know. And this was about the time, you know, and... and a little bit after, you know, I had heard that he had met this other woman who he's married to now. I just think it's so funny, you know, just wondering if my father had, cha- you know, because it looked like he was during, you know, during this time he was looking to settle down. 
So you could have been. Funny. I mean, in an alternate universe, right? Might have been Mrs. Warrior. You know what? It would have never worked because I'm too much of a, uh, you know, alpha female. Oh yeah. Well, you have to be in your business. Yeah. I mean, I I watched your show. Thank you. And it really, I don't watch a lot of. Uh, I wouldn't say yours is well. It is a reality show because it's real. It is real. But I don't imagine a girl like you and Warrior. Uh, he seems to be the like he's still alive. Uh, he is. He oh absolutely. I mean I you know I cried. Listen when they did the tribute on Raw, and they all came out wearing Warrior T-shirts, and even though probably most of them didn't really know who he was. Right. Uh, I mean I'll give the WWE this. They may kill their wrestlers, but they <laughs> they give a hell of a tribute. I mean they. <laughs> I mean, they they make, but it's true though. I mean, and I mean, you know a lot of pro wrestlers. We don't have to get into names, right? And I just mean as friends. Yeah. You know, it's either you look a certain way or you don't work. Right. You know, Warrior. I'm sure was told you look as big as possible, or you know, we got Sid Vicious who, who look like that. Right. You know, you know I'll tell you that he was enormous my god i mean he was like the biggest man i've ever known i think seriously he was large well even sting who i, I i'm so happy is and one way i'm kind of sad that he's with the wwe now because he really was like the one guy who said no i don't want your money i'm gonna do it my way and now he's with uh, the darth vader <laughs> he had he had to because they have all this footage right Right. Uh, even he was like, "Well, I was a big guy. I was two hundred and fifty pounds and massive, and he made me look small." It, he was a very large person. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, they do. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say, "Well, no one forces him to do it." You know, but you know, of- I must say, in um, in defense of the WWE at this time, I don't know what their history is, but at this time, and uh, you know, I do deal with um, some of their talent. You know. They go out of their way to make sure that um, everyone is clean. Well, now they do because <laughs> I can only speak of what Absolutely. I know. I have no idea the past, you know. But I mean, you know, do you find it strange? And this—I really didn't have you on to talk about wrestling, but right. You know, <laughs> I mean, this is what we th- will come back to the show. Oh, oh right. listen, your show's the best, and Thank let me you. tell you right now: the season finales tonight. Sundance yes. Channel. I say six o'clock because I get the Direct TV right, feed. Right, me too. But it's nine o'clock on the West Coast time. Correct, nine o'clock on West Coast time. Yeah. And it, please, it's it's a great show. I knew a lot of the people on it just by happenstance. Right. You know, last week's episode with my friend Richie. Right. And Andrew. Uh, oh yes, do you know Andrew Bernarski, Leatherface? I, you know, I know him because I see him in a lot of rock and roll shows. He's a big metalhead. Right. And uh, I think we met. Uh, the first time we met was at a Motorhead concert because my ex girlfriend uh, manages Motorhead. And, wow. Okay. Uh, so I would always. Uh, oh, that's how. See him. Com- right. And, got it. Uh, I walked up to him and I, oh my god, you're the, you're that big dude from the program. Oh, you're right. Which was a... Right, he was in the program as well. Kind of a expose on uh, college football, a, a movie uh, that yes. uh, didn't... Uh, you know, the, the bad side of the college. He was like the big guy who was on roids and would do anything to make it. and Right. Uh, and he was very nice and friendly. And, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't say we're friends, but we see each other at the show. Right. 
and various uh, gas stations on right. Sunset. He's a very nice guy. So it was neat to see him on your show. And Yes. Now, I think a lot of people... We'll leave the pro wrestling world for a second. Okay. We'll probably go back to it. Right, of course. <laughs> because it's like, I'm upset. As a man in my mid-40s, I'm embarrassed to say I still watch pro wrestling. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I'm 45. and I love I, it. Although the allure of it isn't what it used to be for me because, like, as a kid, I thought it was real. Right. There was no internet, you know, so when someone came back, you know, it was like, oh, my God, he's back. You know, you didn't hear about it on the Internet. And, like, I thought Kamala was from Africa. <laughs> Me, too. I mean, I... Me, too. This might sound racist. I, 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 I don't have a racist bone in my body. I, but as a kid, I was like, how did Vince McMahon get this savage beast from Africa? <laughs> and his trainer. Kimchi. <laughs> his manager, who he couldn't communicate with because I right. thought... Kamala was such a uh, uh, Neanderthal that he couldn't speak English. So he would pound his belly. Right. And then Kim Chi would like understand it. And then my dad took me backstage at the Olympic Auditorium because he knew one of the oh referees. Uh-huh. Which one? Uh, well, his name was uh, the Count Billy Varga, who was a legendary, legendary wrestler in the 50s. Okay. And so he, my dad takes me back there, and he, my dad was kind of a weird guy. He just let me roam around backstage. Like he went to talk but to Billy. How did he have backstage access? Well, the referee uh, said, "Hey, I got two tickets and passes oh, okay. for you." Oh, right, right, right. So That's my dad right. goes. So friends, got it. How did he know the referee? They were longtime friends. Okay. And he would come to our so house. So your father was a wrestling groupie back then. Not really. I mean, my father. <laughs> Not really. Was a. My dad was. Uh, he was on the cover of Life magazine. Uh, he was like an adventure man. Uh, he was like, there's not really a guy like him today out there. I mean, uh, like when you got the cover of Life magazine, this is when there was like three magazines, Time, Newsweek, Life. Right. So it was a big deal. He was uh, just a uh, Jacques Cousteau, but crazier. So uh, he knew a lot of interesting people. Yeah. So I'm backstage walking around the Olympic Auditorium, which is now a Korean church. <laughs> it's really yeah, it's crazy. Okay. The, the things that went on in that building. I bet. So I see Kamala, and he's wearing khaki pants and like a polo shirt. And I just oh, stood there. No. And I was like <laughs> staring at him like he was a Martian. <laughs> and he was talking to, I think, Pat Patterson. Or, or talking just, English. And I'm like, he motions for me to come over. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I just like. I was just staring at him. I could, my words weren't forming. And he's like, hello, young man. I'm Jim. I'm like, Jim, oh my you're God. Kamala. And what are you doing speaking English? And he kind of laughed and went on with his conversation. Right. But not, I don't get that today. Right. Like, I don't think Batista is from Parts Unknown. Oh, is that what they say for yeah. him too? Parts Unknown. Who's thing. very Ultimate Warrior-like. Right. He, does the, uh, he was on the tribute uh, they did a fantastic tribute to Warrior on the network, yep. four hours. Wow. Which I found a little ironic because, you know, two years ago they put out a DVD. Right. The self-destruction of the ultimate warrior. Right. We'll never say never. Basically saying how shitty the guy was. Yeah. For literally, it's two, two <laughs> three hours of every wrestling. You know what? That must have been their plans. Think about it. They were like, you know what? Let's let's drum up the Warrior stuff. Let's Let's really just, you know give them hell right and then we'll turn it around 
and be friends with him. I mean, maybe I, it was a great uh, swerve, if you will. I mean, the Hall of Fame speech was amazing. Yeah, he he did. Mr. T got inducted, and uh, Jake Roberts did. Uh, I mean, you almost cried when Jake Roberts was talking. Really, he talked about his dad abandoning him, and then he turned it around. And, and uh, they did a great uh, tribute to uh, Paul Bearer. The Undertaker came right. out and you know, raised his, his actual ashes, and it was like you didn't know if this was an angle if Paul Bearer right. was going to pop up out of the ground, but you know. <laughs> I mean, you never know. I still think one day at WrestleMania, Owen Hart is going to come down from the rafters. It's like, wow, this is the greatest ruse ever. Right. He's alive. (laughs) It's like when Jerry Lawler had a heart attack a couple, I don't know if it was a couple months ago or maybe a year ago. I'm so excited to see you. My timeline is a little like, uh, you know, my heart's beating fast. Robert, don't worry. Robert, you're beautiful. If you watch the show, Robert is her better half. Just, oh my God! I know this is turning into the wrestling. This is. Show. I know this is like. What, what are we on the Wrestling Observer Power Hour? But this is the whole point of my show. Right. Is like I come. I have you come on to talk about your show, and you know, one five minute conversation about the Warrior, and right. it's turned into like you know. You know, WCW, uh, you know, whatever. But I'm leaning into your show. But I just, you know, we were so, well, I wasn't. I'll tell you, no, none of my fans from the show would ever believe that, you know, I was a wrestling fan. Because you're, uh, you don't fit the profile. Well, listen to this. You have I a brain. W- listen to this. I ran into Kurt Angle in Connecticut at Lake Compounds, okay? I don't know. He was with uh, this other guy. And anyway... We started talking. I'm like, yeah, I love your, sh-. you know, I love you. You're such a great character on the show. I'm like, you know, you make the best heel. I love it when you get everybody mad. And I love that, that feud that he had with Edge. Oh, I thought yeah. that was awesome. I loved it. And I was just like, I love it. And he's like, he started laughing at me. I'm like, what? What's your problem? <laughs> he goes, you're a wrestling fan? He's like, you're a lawyer. You're not supposed to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're human. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just could not believe. Here I am telling him what a great, you know, uh, gig he had going on with Edge. And, and he's laughing at me for being a fan. But that's, see, that's like, like you, you could probably believe that a stand-up comic would be a wrestling fan but you know a, a very successful lawyer tv star now like you seem like someone who would like be into the opera or like mm-hmm. you know be into uh the finer things in life uh you know, st- to stimulate you mentally you know because you're so smart most people wouldn't think you would be into kurt angle's feud with edge <laughs> right. right but but if you think about it what i do sometimes I will create gimmicks for my opponents. Like I remember one time I was up against this female attorney and I think I called her Catwoman, and it was like legal diva versus Catwoman because I think she had like a million cats or something. But sometimes in my mind, I'll conjure up these things and it, and it's like a little WWE thing. Well, I can imagine. (laughs) Why not? And your closing arguments, opening arguments that you might, Take on a, a Rick Rude type of persona. There you go. Another one of my favorites who, uh, you know, is no longer with us. 
you know i was i almost bought a pair of rick rude's uh ring tights on ebay the other day for fourteen hundred dollars no can you imagine what i'd get for that jacket you would get right you know and listen it's just the way ebay works right when someone dies uh, the high-end uh items of, of whatever they you know i could sell that framed picture easily for five thousand dollars no way you right now it, now really? maybe in a year from now uh, you know five hundred dollars but no kidding since he wore this jacket oh that was his jacket and it's very documented i even have his his uh hotel key from in that jacket still well you know that alone would would i mean it, it's death sells unfortunately yes uh you know i'm sure if uh like god forbid richie the c right who was on your episode last week right now we're going to get into your show. We're going to leave the wrestling world. Yes. Bye, wrestling world. Bye, warrior. Bye, warrior. You were the best. Rick Rude. Yep. Uh, I fantasize about being Rick Rude just because he was like, I do this thing at the comedy store. Okay. Late night. Yes. Where my friend David Taylor, brilliant comic, he plays the part of Bobby Heenan. Like he's like a heel comic. Okay, right, he, got it now. And his you're, thing you're is face. talking down to the crowd, getting them to hate him, but they love him. It's like almost like a Don Rickles insults the crowd. He brings me on as ravishing Rick Skakel. Oh my god! And I take my shirt off and I talk like Rick Rude does. Oh, can you do that for me? Well, yeah, I'm like he'll bring me up and he'll say, uh, "Ravishing, you look great tonight. How are you doing?" And I'm like. I'd like to tell all you fat, lazy, tax-cheating Los Angeles bar lizards to hold your women down while I show them what a real sexy comic should look like. Right. And then Got I'll take it. off my shirt. And, and then do you gy- gyrate? I gyrate. I do yes, the rude cool. awakening. Right. So You have to have a wig, though. I have to have the mustache. Yeah, the mustache too. But you know, he was like the Magnum PI of the yeah, of the wrestling world. Just he had such a great uh, charisma. He was charismatic. He was. He and the was, last yeah. thing we will talk about wrestling. Okay, one more wrestling thing. Go ahead. Rick Rude has the very distinct honor of being the only man to appear on Monday Nitro and Raw on the same night. Wow. I did not know that. This was in the very scary middle of the Monday Night Wars. How the hell would you know that? Because I'm a loser. <laughs> I got time on my head. You don't. You have to leave here and probably I'm guessing 30 40 minutes. I to, do have to leave. To do a case or to, uh, Yeah, I'm working on something very sad. Another uh, client of mine died unexpectedly at the age of 39. Was he a pro wrestler? No. Okay. <laughs> But he partied like a pro wrestler, probably. I don't know. Right. So let's get it right. So Rick yeah. Rude, that, that, that's, no, now Rick we're going to get into you. I mean, we're half an hour in. into this podcast. Yes. Are we really? Okay. Now, Time yeah, flies. Let, yes, yes. Talking okay. about dead let's wrestlers. Talk, right. Exactly. But we have to because it's your background, fitness yes. model, LA. So let's get into the police officer. You you moved from the East Coast to right. here to become a police woman. Right. Be, well, yeah, I became a police officer because my girlfriend at the time knew that I wanted to ultimately become an attorney. And she said, LAPD is hiring. You should get on the force right now when you're young. You know, do it for a couple of years and then split for law school because that's going to be great for your resume. 
And I thought about it. I'm like, are you crazy? I'm not going to do that. And she's like, why not? Your brothers, you know, both your brothers are cops. Your grandfather was the chief of police in Italy. Why not? It's in your blood. And then I thought about it some more. I'm like, you know what? It makes sense. And I'll tell you what, it's the best damn thing that I did for my career, really. Because it it, it, it got me to see what a crime, where, where, where it's not, for most attorneys, a crime is on paper. For me, I can read the words and I'm thinking, I can envision everything, what really probably happened. Because, you know, as a cop, you know, you, you don't get all the information. Sometimes, you know, you do a shitty investigation and you just don't get things right. And then as an attorney, I see the holes. And then I send my team out, my team Booker, Jeff. I send my team out and I'm like, let's find out what the holes are. And we find more facts to try and help my clients. So that's really what, what it's about. It's, you know, justice is about finding the truth. And it's not easy because people lie. You know, clients lie all the time. It's very difficult to, to get a story and run with it because you don't know if the story that you're given is true. And as an attorney, you do not want to look like a jackass. Do you want, like, if you're defending someone, uh, my friend's a uh, defense attorney, she's like, I don't want to know if they did it. I mean, I, I, I mean, is that true? Do, do you really not want to know? Um, you know what? I always ask. Oh, really? Oh, hell yeah. You know, I want to know. I think it's just, uh, part of my, my own, you know, curious nature, because I'll say to my clients, I'll, I'll be like, you know what, if you did it, then let me know. And let's deal with, with the truth. Let's, you know, if, if there's no way in hell that you're going to win this case, because the facts are going to come out against you, then I'm going to try and get you the best deal that I possibly can, you know, and that is really my strength, big girl, is getting deals without having to try cases for mm. clients that and, and I am so good at that because I develop a rapport I find out more facts that the prosecutors can't and um, I, I show them look you know do you really want to try this case look at what I found out that your police didn't right. so that's really what I try and do best for clients who cannot afford trial and a lot of people they don't understand how much it can be for a criminal trial a lot of attorneys want 25 grand up front you know just to that's not even the stuff they did before trial you know the legal world can be very expensive and you know i'm more or less the common person's attorney i try to keep things to a minimum for people because, uh, you know, I, I, I have such a huge heart. I meet somebody, they'll come into my office. I'll say, yeah, you know, can you swear on the show? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, good. You know, I'm like, I fucked up. I fucking did this. I fucked up. Help me out with this, you know. And then these are people who are not hardened criminals. They just legitimately, legitimately fucked up or, you know, were just really stupid you know, everybody makes stupid mistakes, and these are the type of people that I want to help well, and try awesome. and keep things to a minimum. Yeah, and that's why there's going to be a season two. Well, you never know what this entertainment world holds for us in the cards. I mean, but you know, I am working on some other stuff to see if you know, because people kind of tell me that they like seeing me on TV and that I, you know, I do a good job, and and uh, I did, you know, one. I got one person one person sending me a hate email and it was so hateful i'm like my god really it's like you you, it's like 
it was bizarre to me. It was almost psychotic. It was like so hateful. What was, I mean, uh, just your show sucks, you're ugly or what? I mean, what What was the gist of the you know hate? What I, it was... It was just stupid. It was just like somebody hating just to hate because they probably, you know, you know, hate their own life. You know, right. that was one of those. It's like, okay, well, why don't you go, you know, direct that at your wife or something, you know, right. like everybody else does. You yeah, know? sure. Not some, you know, random person you don't even know. Well, that sucks. But oh, but everybody else is like, oh my God, we want you again for season two. You know, please tell us there's going to be a season two. I'm going to pick it. Yada yada yada. So we'll see. I mean, if there is a, if they want me to come back for a season two, I'll definitely come back for a season two. And I would love to have you on the show some way, shape, or form if I can, because you're so funny and entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I've, uh, I don't have a record like a legal record. Uh, I certainly have some family members that c- could probably uh, use your assistance in uh, certain matters, but. Uh, yeah, I would love to be on the show. It's, it's yeah, you know, you and I have a lot of stuff in common. We're both warrior fans. Yeah, We're absolutely. both wrestling fans. We're both very good-looking people. Well, you are. I mean, I'm We're, okay. <laughs> We're both brilliant. We're both, both attracted to Robert. We're both attracted to Robert. Our mothers. Oh, my mom was the best. Yeah. And dad. Yeah, yeah, but your mom had pancreatic yeah, cancer. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it was just uh, awful. Uh, yeah, my mother's got it now. I mean, you know, it's just enjoy- the only advice I could give to you on that is just enjoy the time you have left with her. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's been 15 years for me, and I think about her every day. You know, let me tell you this whole thing, you know, in dealing with my client who recently died, dealing with Warrior's death, my aunt died on the same day that Warrior died, which happens to be Robert's birthday. Right. Um, and then my client dying uh, the Sunday when I, you know, that that Sunday, it's like, oh my God, you know, it's like you start thinking about your own mortality. I went oh, to yeah. my client's service on Saturday. It took me at least 30 minutes before I could even go into the restaurant because I felt like I couldn't even breathe. It's like you, you get so confused. You know, this is somebody you've known for a long time, just dropping off the face of the earth. I'm never going to be able to communicate yeah. with this person again. I mean, where do you think we, you know, if anywhere we go? I mean, there's a lot of people who, like I have a very good friend. He was the uh, science editor for Muscle and Fitness, very atheistic very like you know just very scientific you know when you're you're when you die that's it you're done right you know it's like who knows i mean we i can't remember what it was like before i was born you know it's like that we're fleeting memories in a way i mean uh, you know i i think my version of heaven or or whatever it's called when you move on it's like I, i don't know if this is uh the real version but i think when you die you you retain your form at your prime in life like like you me right now and you see everyone from your past in their prime and you see all your old dogs and you know I, i'm sure that's probably not the way it is but that's how i like to like i envision dying going upstairs hopefully up there and all my dogs from my past come to greet me and like my mom and dad and uh you know, grandparents who I never met and all that stuff. You know, what's interesting is my younger, my youngest brother, he is a detective sergeant, you know, so he's had to pass a lot of psychiatric tests. He has 
many spiritual experiences. Like he, uh, spirits will appear to him all the time to the point where he's just sick of it now. Right. I mean, how how can you explain that? I mean, some people, I think, really do have these experiences. Unless, well, unless my brother's hallucinating. Oh, no. I mean, I... Uh, like at the comedy store, it, it used to be owned by the mob. And uh, they uh, did... Uh, rumored to have done abortions there. You know, in oh, the I 40s know and that. 50s. Really? And, uh, you definitely feel an evil vibe there at night, like late. Really? Night. Oh, and I'm not like the biggest believer in ghosts, and it's there. You know, it's it's. They used to do ghost tours. Uh, now, did you feel this vibe before you knew about it, or did you oh, know definitely. about it? Oh, so you didn't know about it? No, and I then didn't. somebody told you, but you felt an evil you, presence. You, it's. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just uh, it's really like the only other time I felt a uh, presence like that was when I used to do stand-up comedy at the Queen Mary. Really, and, uh, there was rumors that people had died in the uh, engine room, and I went down there one night, and uh, it was like a, a just this amazing heaviness overtakes you, and like uh, it's undescribed. I've never felt that feeling before that in that engine room, and so there was something there. But, you know, I don't right. Know. And then I also have a friend besides my brother who has a gift of, um, you know, she's a medium. And she said some stuff to me that, you know, I was like, OK, you know, some people have these gifts. So, I, you know, who knows, big girl? Who knows? You know, I hope, you know, after we croak, I get to see you. I believe we will. But that's, you know, I went to hardcore Catholic grade school and high school. So I was. I had one particular image of, of the afterlife drilled into my head, you know. If you don't do what God says, you go to hell. Right. Which I find to be a little sadistic. Right. You know, if God's so loving, he, I think he would take us all in and just, or whatever you believe in, Buddha or right. Allah. Well, you know, religion is good. I mean, I think um, society needs religion because it does help keep people in check besides our justice system. Sure. Getting back to the show. Absolutely. <laughs> See, we just go off in these, right? you know, from pro wrestling to God to, uh, you know, back to your show. All points lead back to your show, right. which is the season finale tonight. Oh, we never even mentioned the name of the show, I don't think. Well, well you're going to do that right now. Okay. It's, well, what is the name of your show? Laura Donna Esquire on Sundance tonight at 9. Or for you direct TV viewers, I get it at six o'clock. Right. And and now a lot of people ask me about the show. Are the cases real? Yes, the cases are real. Um, the all the cases have legal backgrounds, meaning you can pull these cases in the court, and uh, you know you can see that they're real. Because I know, like on some shows, like the People's Court, and uh, uh, you know, I'm not. I don't want to like advertise other shows, but like Judge Mathis, I know for sure had some, let's just say, cases that might not have been 100% like real. Yours, oh, gotcha. So, you know, and that sucks for a show like yours because your show is legitimate. Right. You know, but because there's so many bad legal shows out there, it's. I think yours will, at least temporarily, people, oh, this might be one of those, you know, Judge Mathis type shows where it's just actors. and. Right. Right. No, what I love about my show is I think it's the first show that, that uh, gives you a sneak peek 
into um, attorney and clients talking. The real deal. I mean, the cases are real, but because we have to protect attorney-client privileged information, we do cases that have already been adjudicated. Right. So we, we basically recreate the cases, and sometimes we have to protect identities. But, you know, that's about it. So we just basically reenact what happened. Like in Richie Deceased's case, like I've all often wondered how you got the one comic who was uh, infringing on his patented... Or maybe it wasn't patented, but uh, his his uh, trademark line of kaboom. Right. Like, h- how did that guy okay that footage? Like, to be air, you know, like wouldn't he be embarrassed? Like, I don't want to be seen in this light. Like, you know. Well, I mean, in some instances, we had to get actors, or not. Well, yeah, we had to get actors to play. Oh, it's just so the, it wasn't because some people, you know, we we don't always get permission from opponents oh, or, or from right. opposing parties yeah opponents. okay i'm thinking of wrestling again i know so all ro- <laughs> I roads know. lead back to warrior i know stop already with the warrior i can't stop. help it I, i'm sitting next to the man's jacket i feel his aura <sighs> you know i'm into that like you know if you told me uh, earl i wore this bikini for my first fitness victory and i put on that well i probably wouldn't put it on but uh, I would feel it and feel like automatically like a winner. Like I know it's really stupid oh to say. I, I know it's insane. I'm all about the transference of energy. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like I'm if you sure said you wore this yeah. dress, which looks fabulous on Thank you. Thank you. And your last court case that you won and just completely dominated. If right. I touched that dress, right. I would feel like I could bench press more than I ever have done. I'm into that. Right. No, I get it. I get it. No. And look, you know, the warrior did uh, inspire a lot of people like I do now from my show. On Sundance. On Sundance tonight. The the finale on tonight. But what now the finale is there like a I mean, and I'm not trying to be silly. You know, usually most finales on any show. I have like a cliffhanger is, is, are you allowed? I mean, I don't want you to give anything away, but is there like, oh my God, I hope there's a season two to, to watch like the, fi- well, what's so funny is I have no idea because I don't see the shows before they air. Okay. So you don't even know. So what's I have tonight. no idea. I don't, I know that it's about medical marijuana, which is big it, in the comedy world. Oh, is it really? Oh, huge. I didn't know that. A lot of comics have their cards. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. Because uh, they have uh, insomnia. Right. Right. No, you know what? It really does help people. I'm working with a doctor in Spain right now who says that if I give my mother cannabis oil, it it will probably help with her tumor. So it does have anti-cancer qualities. I bet you didn't know that. Um, I mean, I've heard of that. If, If viewers watch the show tonight, the show is about... Uh, A couple of medical marijuana dispensaries getting cease and desist letters from the city of Los Angeles. And uh, so that's not where you, uh, I don't want to say where you live, but uh, like, but is that, because I know like in West Hollywood, they're very prevalent. Right. But but you had to be like one of the first 200 or. uh, Right. What happened was in 2007, the city of Los Angeles put a moratorium on uh, on uh, new, any new medical marijuana dispensary. So whoever was in before the 2007 moratorium is in. 
And what happened was in between a lot of, uh, a lot of dispensaries just popped up on their own by themselves. I mean, we're talking, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dispensaries just everywhere. I mean, you could get marijuana on every block practically in the city of Los Angeles and the city of Los Angeles was like, Oh my God, you know, they couldn't believe this. And they said, well, we've got to do something because, you know, we're, we're being overtaken by all these medical marijuana pharmacies. So the city started suing every single medical marijuana dispensary. And two of my clients who own, who run medical marijuana dispensaries got these cease and desist letters saying, you know what, you got to pack it up and, and leave. And uh, I don't want to say too, too much. I was able to help one of the dispensaries and the other one, uh, the other one is out of luck, basically. You're just going to have to watch the yeah, show Yeah, you're going to have to watch the show. And this show uh, that we're taping right now will be the first show I've ever released the same day of the interview. Wow. And I'm going to release it right at 6 o'clock. Wow, thank you. Well, I believe in, uh, you know... Uh, you certainly don't need my help. The ratings were great for the show, which I know yeah. there's going to be season two. I just know it. Well, thank you, Earl. Thank you. If they ask me, I'll do it. But, you know, I, I live my life in the present. You know, I really don't want to, you know, think too far ahead. I, you know, I'm working on what I got today. You know, if tomorrow they say you want to do a season two as of today, I would say yes. See, I'm the opposite. I live my life in the 80s. You live. <laughs> Right. I know of no 90s. Where the warrior is still alive. Right, where the warrior has long... See, like, getting back to death, I believe right now, Monday, that uh, whatever it is, noon, the warrior is up in heaven with long hair, beautiful body, tassels flowing, and he's just running, shaking the pearly gates. Yes, he is. He is. Is it really noon? We've already... We're already an hour in. Oh my goodness! So, are you? Uh, are, what are you like on time? I mean, we haven't even approached. Yes, I should. I should head out. Uh, give me how much? How many minutes do you have? Ten. Okay, we'll do another okay. ten. Because I want to talk about how we first met. Okay, all right. And I don't even remember. You don't? What, I know it was on MySpace. And of course, because you were in a picture standing next to Hulk Hogan right. as your profile. And and also, <laughs> all points go to Warrior. My my right. friend Fat James, bless his soul. Uh-huh. Bless his soul, Fat James, who died of uh, bone cancer, and I think might be the only person on the planet who got fatter and getting bone cancer. Wow! I mean, this guy was an enigma. Wow! Uh, he was a great guy, awesome character actor, comic. Uh, he was into web design. My MySpace page was very vanilla; it had nothing on it. I'm like, hey, I'm a big fan of the Ultimate Warrior. Can right. You like. Spruce it up, and he did the most amazing, uh, you know, everything was warrior-related. The icons, all warrior-related. Right. The, the background. And and I had a picture with Hulk Hogan. You are so cute. You know that? You're a little kid. I, I am. The big Earl is a little kid. He's got little warrior things on. I mean, look at my house. Now, of course, uh, we will have video at some point. Right. When the sponsorships kick in. Right. Uh, but it's- who else... Has an autograph WWE, picture. you are listening. We well, need some sure, sponsorship. Uh, not sure they're... Uh, I've said some pretty unkind things about the, the WWE. But they did do an amazing job with the tribute to Warrior. I mean... Okay, well, they should give you some change for that. Right. I mean, of course, Viscera died two weeks ago. They didn't even give him a, like, a little uh, screenshot on the page. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> 
the R.I.P. Viscera. If you, if you like wrestling, he was the mammoth black guy who made Mark Henry look like an like a you know anorexic uh, model. <laughs> really? Oh, he was a big man. He was a very big I think man. I remember Viscera. He was came out and he had the uh, the uh, colored eyes and the little blonde. Oh mohawk. yes, 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 yes. I think I remember Viscera. And his thing was the uh, his finishing move was he would sit on he would basically jump on your ass. Right. But, you know, he was such a danger. No one liked working with him because he wasn't the safest of workers. So he would end up sitting on the middle of your back. And you're talking 500 pounds. Right. So, R.I.P. Viscera, I'll give you a tribute on my website. Well, I don't have one, but <laughs> next week we'll do an inappropriate Earl, uh, Viscera tribute. But how many people have an autographed picture of Chewbacca? I know. All right, so we're, so we meet on MySpace. Basically. So we meet on MySpace. I think I might have reached out to you and said something about your your photo. Right, I was with Hulk Hogan. I just thought it was the coolest damn thing. Then I started going on your uh, photos on your yes. MySpace. I'm like, wow, this girl's. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know what your uh, uh, status was at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm like, wow, she's hot. Oh, well, I, thank you. I'm not saying I had intentions of whatever, but I mean. You know, as a straight man, I mean, I'm. The thought might have been in my head okay. of like, wow, maybe she'd like meet me a coffee bean or something. We did meet, but of course, I was taken. You were taken, and I, uh, I'm a firm believer of. Uh, it's my one rule in life. I live by. I never. Uh, I think I'm one of the very rare comics that I will never move on another man's. Uh, You're so awesome. Well, no, I, I've had it done to me, and it's yeah, it's, it's not it's, cool. It's. Uh, as beautiful as you are, has and uh, I'm trying to say this in a respectful way. Um, has um, as beautiful as you are, I would never uh, be inappropriate with you because I respect Robert too much. And, and you respect me too. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's that's a given. And, right. Uh, but uh, we met at your office. Let me tell. No, I thought. Yeah. No. I came to your that. office. Yes. And you showed me the jacket. I did. And you let I me put did, it on. And I let you put it on, right. And. You thought it was a little small to be the Warriors. No, no. I, it was like I had such, there was such an energy transference. I like for that five minutes I had that jacket on. I, I felt I was the Warrior. Yeah. I, this is crazy. But I, listen, I, I don't. I don't this is such a good podcast. You're going to have to come back for more. I will. I'll bring the Warriors letters. Oh, if I could read the Warrior, I will read one of the Warriors. I have a Christmas card, letters, the things that he wrote to me. Really, You'll, you'll start crying. It oh, was I, so sweet. I'm telling you, I cried like a baby when uh, th they came out last week on Raw and uh, they do the 10 bell. Yes. Uh, where in all the wrestlers, uh, I think uh, Randy Orton was crying. And you yeah. don't think of Randy Orton as like, and it wasn't fake. You know, it was like, in, I think Mark Henry was like, he was either sweating or crying. I couldn't tell. Right. No, he's a big man. And uh, uh, just. Uh, well, they all looked up at the war. I mean, Batista certainly used Warrior as an inspiration and, and borrowed some of Warrior's ring shaking things. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, two minutes left you know roddy piper comes up to the comedy store a lot and you know he's obviously one of the top five ever and uh oh he's 
he was awesome. He's just the most amazing person. And, uh, you know, when we talk about old matches with him, it gets sad because, like, every guy we're talking about is dead. You know? Yeah. Like, hey, I loved it when you fought Rick Rude. And right. And then you realize, oh, man, he's not with us anymore. Oh, I loved it when you fought, um, you know, who, whoever. Uh, and it's like, he's one of the last right. of the finest. But well, please, I hope you can come back. Of course. Because we didn't even scratch the surface. No, of, we didn't. We you didn't. know, you're... Because uh, you were at a crazy case. You guarded the money in the robbery. I uh, did. The big, big, huge robbery. At the North Hollywood shootout. North Hollywood shootout, which we was my bank. We didn't even get into that. We, I mean, which was the case, you know, for those... You now I'm rushing because I know you have to... You know, we'll just save it for another Absolutely. Time. But the North Hollywood, we all know the famous bank shootout with those two guys who were like walking around like RoboCop, uh, getting shot, and not, not even flinching. And and Loredana was like there. I, I mean, was there. So she's going to come back, but let's let's plug the show. First of all, where can people find you on Twitter? Oh, at Loredana ESQ. Now, some of my fans aren't the smartest. Oh, so right. I'm going to spell, spell it, it right. The little symbol at. At, and then L like Larry, O like Oscar, R like Robert, E like Earl, D like dog, A like Anna, N like Nancy, A like Anna, Loredana ESQ. And you spell ESQ, it's ESQ. Right, for you. ESQ. Hey, a lot of wrestling fans who listen, right, so you gotcha. got to really spell it out right. for them. And is that primarily the way people should uh, follow your uh, ongoing uh, life on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, on Twitter. That's a good place. And then I also have a fan page on um, Facebook. Fa- thank you. Thank and it's you. just, they look up your I name. I think it's like Loredana Esquire TV or Loredana ESQ TV. And please uh, watch tonight. Yes. Sundance Channel. Well, Six I think, o'clock. I think they're going to watch tonight just to see who the hell is this woman with these damn warrior stories. Right. I, mean, I mean, who is this warrior freaking, you know, wrestling fanatic with big girl's friend? Well, I'm going to release this. I don't this care a- that I'm an attorney. Yeah, but the <laughs> show will explain the attorney part. Right. So I'm going to release this a little about maybe about four o'clock. So people right. go, oh my God, what, what are they talking Oh, it's six o'clock on right. TV. Perfect. East Coast, nine o'clock on the West Coast. And uh, Laura Donna, you are just the best. Let's take some pictures We're take with some the pictures. jacket. Um, this has been uh, part one of right. our episode. She's coming back. You know, you got to understand how hard it is to get people to come to West Hollywood. You know, so I can't thank you enough. Um, we are on iTunes. It's just Inappropriate Earl or SoundCloud if you're not a Steve Jobs nutswinger. Um, and R.I.P. Steve Jobs. He wasn't a wrestler, but you know he's dead, so he fits the profile. And uh, we will see you next week with I don't know who. I do so many of these things now, but Laura Donna's episode will be uh, on the air by the time you hear this announcement. So I love you guys. Thank you all for the support, and uh, don't forget to be inappropriate. <laughs>